everybody, this is Metal Music Man. And I am Professor Lex. And we are podcasting remotely while we stare Remote, at each other's yeah. faces pixelated on Discord. It's it's important to me that we maintain intense eye contact through all of these podcasts. <laughs> well, I'm really bad at <laughs> Smoldering it. Smoldering eye contact. Well, yeah, yeah. Yes. It, it's fine. You're not There's something that. about like the webcam, which is where I'm supposed to look, but then where your face is. And then I'm also distracted yeah. by my face and how hot or not hot and ugly I am, depending on any particular lighting. And you gotta, you're just constantly going back. It's really never... This is actually all far worse than in person although you know at, at least <laughs> at, at least it works and you're not dying of of covid yeah, so that's yeah. good yeah well as, as long as we don't get covid i think i think we made it on the other side of this quarantine and podcast okay uh, i was gonna say i i've got this like little thumbs thumbnail sized uh picture of me so i can't assess my relative level of hotness ah see that's the problem there's a little button you gotta click so you can see your own face and check oh it out, no dude. see I'm, well i i mean i i could do that but then it's just my face i don't yes. see you and it's as ah, we have said it's I all about like that, that smoldering eye double contact thing. yeah maybe i should i don't even know how to go back to that turn on screen share that's not a thing well that doesn't <laughs> That, wait, hit this? Nope. That'll do a different thing. I don't yeah. know how any of this goes back to how it was. But the, the point is, the point uh, is, none of you are going to see this video, even though we can see this video, because I'm growing a shitty quarantine quote unquote beard. They can't see. Yeah, our, our I'm doing quotes. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. the you can you can I've got a trick knuckle so you there can sort of hear quotes. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got one, too, yeah. actually. Yeah, cool. These are our bones yeah. cracking. This is the best We're ASMR. Old. We made best it. Yeah. ASMR ever. So anyway, I'm growing a shitty quarantine beard, quote unquote, which is not even you can barely even tell it's there. And no, no, no one can I, see, I it. Could see it. I could see it on see? your face before you said anything. I was going to I was going to comment about your quarantine beard. I'm sad that it's even visible because it, it's like barely. God, it's were crazy. you hoping it could be just like completely wiped out by the, the lights and I would stuff? Like, or? Yeah, I would like to hit a switch. Okay. Like three months down the road and be like, here's my shitty quarantine beard. But in the interim, just have no shitty beard. But I can't I can't do that. No, no. Um, no. So, yeah, speaking of beards and things that old people have, you're basically an old person and you're at risk yeah. of dying to COVID. Yeah, I've, I've got the asthma. So, the asthma. Uh, yeah, if, if I get it, it would be hard. I hear you. I haven't had maybe <laughs> I haven't had and die. COVID. Yeah. 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 It was just about normal. That's good. Um, so, yeah, we were going to go in with some table talk. Table talk, yes. table top table top talk, talk. Table top, table see, talk, table talk. It, it table is talk. table talk, but if people didn't know what we were talking about, this is uh, table talk is when you're talking about tabletop RPGs. Talk to me yes. more about those tables. I would love to talk to you about um, the tables. So yeah, we we did a thing uh, last night, which is why this is fresh on our minds. Um, and uh, and uh, it was but butts in the dark, blades in the yeah. dark, blades in the dark, blades not butts in, in the, the dark. dark. Well, yeah, you know, one can only hope. Um, yeah, keep but, my fingers uh, crossed for you. Yeah, yeah. It um it was pretty neat. I um we we had talked about it after we finished it up, and I think this will be a good comparison to like Dungeons and Dragons because for me, like we've talked about after the session, I did enjoy it, but I didn't ever get to a point where I thought, hey, I would rather play this than Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it, it, it sure. and I've played what have I played? I've played Shadow Run, Shadow Fall, Shadow Run. That, that sounds real. I think it's Shadow Run. Shadow Run. Um, and then I've also done a couple, like, I don't even know what they're called, but they're the, I guess they're more adventure, less RPG tabletop style games, um, that have been vaguely okay. Lovecraft, Lovecraftian. So, oh, like, wait, was it a uh, call of Cthulhu or trail of Cthulhu? Uh, you have insanity, you go insane. It is probably happen. call of Cthulhu, uh, but trail of Cthulhu is based on call of Cthulhu. And okay. I'm a huge fan of trail of Cthulhu. I'm so glad that you brought it up. Uh, yeah, uh, I think, I think there, there was a priest and a little girl and 
you go insane mm-hmm. if you do certain things. Uh, yep. yep. Okay. Just very much like Lovecraft. Yeah. Yeah. So it, anyway, point being, I've played a, a handful of D&D-esque, tabletop-esque type things. Tabletop RPGs. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I've enjoyed most of them, but I have not enjoyed any of them as much as I've enjoyed as much as D&D. D&D proper. Okay. For me, uh, D&D serves this great purpose where it's got this huge, thick, established history, but also it's got its roots in, I, I don't know, I, I told you this before, it, it's uh, like a hodgepodge of a, a handful of different ideas, but it's it's based on a game called uh, Chainmail way back a million years ago. And all of the high fantasy stuff that they put in is just sort of flavor to express the uh, the chain mail, which is just a battle simulator. Oh, why yeah. do you know everything about all things? I, I can't I can't tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a topic for another time. Okay. Um, so so there was originally a battle simulator and that's how D&D got made. Right, I guess? right. Yeah. Made. Gygax and his other friends in a basement all got together. And there's there's a lot more drama in there than I can go over and am knowledgeable about. But uh, they they said, oh, let's take this thing that look, works kind of well and let's make a Dungeons and Dragons out of it. Hmm. And, you know, D&D is cool because it's got the, the everybody knows the lore. Everyone has an idea of what a wizard looks like based on Dungeons and Dragons. We've all seen the community episode where they play Dungeons and Dragons. And it's a fun time. I actually haven't. But I haven't even seen that show. I recommend community. It's I've heard funny things about it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like Donald Glover. Oh, um, he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for me. I, I appreciate the opportunity that it has in there for storytelling because this has gotten a lot further away from Chainmail, which is where it started off, right? This meaning Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons, like 5th edition or, yeah. or even like 3.5 yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever. It, it's so much removed from being just a, a battle simulator. But I feel when I'm playing it that I owe it to myself and to the game to adhere to those rules because so many of like the spell descriptions and stuff have like 30 feet uh, range per level and you, you've got your move actions and your standard actions. And to, to an extent, uh, you're like afraid to homebrew. You're I'm not afraid to homebrew. Uh, mm-hmm. When you homebrew or when you do anything, you still kind of have to adhere to that, that philosophy, or at least I feel like I'm supposed to. Yeah. I, I kind of sensed that a little bit with um, when we were playing butts in the dark and you yes. were like, Oh, well, there's a freedom in this. And that yes. immediately did not make sense to me, to be perfectly honest with you. I understood it as you said it, but my, sure, sure. my immediate thought was like, well, you can already do whatever the hell you want in Dungeons and Dragons. And this is something that when I first played, so I actually, as big of a nerd as I am, and as much as I have played um, the Infinity Engine games, which are, uh, uh, you know, it's like Baldur's Gate, okay. um, Icewind Dale, uh, all those games, um, they're, they're all made on an engine called the Infinity Engine. And that engine is based off of more or less D and D three five, you know, with some adjustments to make them playable as computer games. I've played all those games my whole life, but I never played tabletop until like shit a year and a half ago. Um, wow. Yeah, and and it was always something I was like aware of, but I just didn't, I, I didn't know anyone who was into it. Yeah, and. and- that's really a struggle. <laughs> well, that's a struggle. And then this is also we can um, later on, I'll, I'll, I'll tag this on to uh, this is one of the great struggles of my existence is where <laughs> like people are like, hey, Will, you're a loud, annoying, obnoxious piece of shit <laughs> that people can rally around yeah. because humans are fickle and are unable to make their own <laughs> decisions or decide what they want to do. <laughs> so we will have you do this thing and be annoying so that everyone has a common point to rally around. And then I'm like, all right, fine. I'll be annoying and do stuff. 
And then everyone eventually is like, ah, well, hey, wait a minute. We want to blah, blah, blah. And they like kind of bitch about it. And it's like the, the lament of like being the leader or the focal point or the glue of the group, so to speak. But then also mm-hmm. like everyone basically bitching about what's going you're, on. You're the foil. In, in uh, creative writing, we call that a foil character. Okay. But that's your existence as a foil. Yeah, you will. Yeah, pretty, pretty much. And I, I, yeah. I, I relate that to, I don't want to go too far down this path, but um, I relate that a lot to like tanking in like World of Warcraft, okay. <laughs> where it's like, hey, the tank is the guy that decides where we're going to go in the dungeon and what we're going to do. And then you're like, all right, fine. Who wants to tank? And, and like, I really never wanted to be a tank specifically. It wasn't like something I sought out, but then I ended up falling into it because no one else wanted to do it. And everyone was like terrified of doing it because they, they can't like bear that weight. Right. So it's then, a lot of burden. So then I'm like, all right, fine. I'll bear the weight, whatever. I don't give a fuck. I'm a lightning rod for everyone's emotional issues or whatever the fuck. I'll just fucking spearhead it in and go. But then you start doing it and then you're like, hey, this is pretty fun. I enjoy it. And then everyone's like, oh, well, you just always have to be the tank, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, no. Did everyone no, no, forget no. <laughs> how we got here? Like, you know, so so anyway, I feel very similarly about tabletop in that regard. Um, and I think that's why I never got into tabletop because mm-hmm. most of the time when I was looking at early on, like years past, and I would think vaguely on a random day, Dungeons and Dragons might be neat. What's that about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I would think about it, and then I would always be, and this is where we get back to themes of my existence, I would always be looking for some person to like oh, do it needed- or know it. And yeah, yeah. Never, but that, that person didn't exist. That in, never in showed up. My we circles, didn't know each other. It yeah. was always just me. Yeah, it was always just me. Yeah, and so, like, you're one of few people that I know that, like, has already got, like, a foothold in it. A background, yeah. And, and yeah, so for whatever reason, I guess, you know, the kind of people I attract being the obnoxious douchebag that I am, like, I, I guess everyone around me was not the kind of person who would have already had their own group for the most part in my sure. life. Um, okay. or, or if they were, it was like, I didn't know them well enough to like, you know what I mean? So it was always kind of awkward to get in to be at the table. So anyway, um, uh, I am working my way back to our original point of customization. We're, we're still on tabletop. Yeah, yeah. 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 Of customization. So, um, when I finally did it, when I finally did Dungeons and Dragons, like, I think again, it was probably a year and a half ago. Maybe it's two years ago now. I don't remember, but it, it's, it's been since I'm in my current apartment. I believe it was at Moonbase, uh, uh, since Moonbase was active and alive and a thing, because I remember having a conversation with you at a tournament okay. about your first experience. Yeah, so a year-ish, maybe a year and a half, something like that. Um, and I ended up really liking it because um, I think one of the first things I did when I started diving into the rules is look at basically what all the the gist of how things operated was. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, so you have your uh, creature level and that relates to your party level. And that's how I know how many monsters I'm going to pick. You know, once I kind of understood that, I was, if I can real quick, is this you plotting as a DM? Yeah, excuse me. I was a DM. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the DM is, well, I mean, I I could correlate DMing and tanking to be the same kind of thing. And uh, and I do end up. Uh, I was making sure that that's that was the whole straight line. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're going into the dungeon master. So I started DMing because basically no one else. That's exactly why everyone does it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. And no one else would do it. And I'm like, all right, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'll go look this shit up because no one else is doing it and figure it out. So what I ended up getting into and realizing is and and why I I did have that reaction to your your response about it being more customizable in butts in the dark is I looked at a lot of shit in D&D. And even as like a like a total noob, I was immediately just like, okay, 
these are things that clearly I should adhere to because they they are hard rules that will help things flow and make sense. And mm -hmm. then these are things over here that I can just kind of like change and do whatever the fuck I want with. And that will make things, in my opinion, as the DM, like more exciting. And um, mm -hmm. I immediately got like weird flack from my brother, who's kind of a douche about things anyway, um, at times. But, you know, but also I have run into this with other people before where they're like, and this is uh, kind of to your your initial point about how you feel like you have to adhere to it. I have played in groups where other people DM. And mm -hmm. and and I don't mind a DM making a call, but a lot of times they will make a call from this standpoint of like, this is the only way this could ever be interpreted. No, you know, this is how it has to be. And it's like, there are things that I think are very cut and dry like that, but then there are mm -hmm. other things that really are pretty loose. And I, I and whatever the DM decides is fine by me, but I, I guess I'm I, what, the, what I'm getting to is I don't agree that everything needs to be, like you can read everything as written, raw as they call it, yeah. Some things will come across and just be like, raw, here's what this means, you're good to go. Other things, you you do you try and do raw, and they're just so like open that it really doesn't matter. Or maybe they are close-ended, but changing them doesn't affect the gameplay that much. And so if you can alter it to make it more fun for your party, I think that's a more fun experience. Yeah, okay. So on, on that specific note, uh, I, I find that that is one of the benefits of powered by the apocalypse engine games which is what uh blades in the dark is it's mm -hmm. there's a game called apocalypse world and everything's a mod of apocalypse world now so sure. it's, it, they call it fiction first because the idea is that like they have core tenants that the the dungeon master keeper uh, whatever is supposed to adhere to uh and one of those is that you have to be a fan of the players and that you're supposed to engineer exciting situations and i feel like those should be tenants in every game including but not limited to D&D. I agree 100%. Yeah. Um I yeah. actually did I did that exact kind of thing when I did my first group. This is actually um this is exactly why I wanted to bring this up to you because I I I was curious mm -hmm. how you would feel about that because there was a lot of stuff I did the first time I DM'd. Um chiefly I I basically ruled um uh like melee crits as mm -hmm. or not even melee attack roll crits uh, so anything that was a, even like spell attack rolls basically anything where you rolled i rolled yeah. crits like way more in the player favor than they sure. were at base at base D, D. and that was because i felt like after we had done some testing mm -hmm. and after the groups i had played in one of my biggest problems with D, D is that your character always feels like a helpless moron all the time all the time like stupid shit that people will just rule and 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 this is where your point about being a fan of the players comes yeah. into play because I think most DMs aren't. Most DMs are, are <laughs> they feel like they're trying to quote win or something, and it's like if that's you, not your fucking job, bro. Your job you, you is you don't to make, win. Yeah. If you beat everybody, you don't win. Yeah. That's not how you win a dungeon. It's regardless of who you are. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So it's like your job is to make everybody have a good fucking time and make it yes. feel challenging, but not but impossible and have fun. Yeah, you want it to be as close to, like, they might die, I guess, as it can be if you're trying to get you want a... Death. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You want to build that up, but, like, no, your your job at the end of the day is for them to, like, feel good and want to play the game. And so yeah. what drove me nuts about, and this is where we get to the whole thing, where people ask you to do a thing and make you be the person that spearheads it, and then they fucking bitch about shit, is, like, my brother started bitching at me about his fucking wizard in this fucking early session that we were doing. Because he's mm -hmm. like, well... You're ruling like the rogue and the barbarian and the archer. 
every time they get a crit, they do like some big AOE effect and it damages everything. And I'm like, yeah, in my opinion, as the dungeon master of this game, and I think you would be hard pressed to find people disagreeing with this at all. Uh, spells are just better than not spell characters in D and D for the most part. In three five and all of the earlier, this is all five E for clarity. Yeah, I, uh, so in three five and earlier, they had an expression that was uh, linear fighter quadratic mage, which is to say that the fighter's progression over time is expressed in a linear fashion, uh-huh. and the mage has a quadratic, which is sure, to say like, that, that's casters growth. and non casters in most games. Yeah, I feel like uh, have you played three five or just five E? I have only played games that are based off of three five. I have not played three five tabletop. Okay. Uh, they've done a lot to make fighters a lot better as long as you're adhering to the concept, the, the core of like movement concepts, like especially in uh, fourth edition, they, they had a lot of rules and like techniques and moves for fighters so that they would be able to contend with wizards. Man, and, yeah, I don't feel like they got there in five. I really don't. Um, go go the, play three five and you'll have a completely different understanding. Well, maybe, it was, like, but, ugly. but I'm just yeah. sure. Sure. I'm sure it's better. I don't doubt yeah, that it's better. Yeah. Um, but it is still like to the point where like, if you're playing, I don't know, a paladin or a barbarian, you're going to be better for the first, you know, seven levels, maybe like easily because of that linear progression that you're talking about. But there's always a point, And I feel like it's around level 10 where the casters are just like, well, I can just do all I'm this a god. shit. Yeah. yeah. And like there's shit. Okay. For instance, and this is like what used to drive me nuts. When my brother would fucking bitch about these campaigns that we ran because he would complain about the barbarian doing like because i was ruling basically crits basically every crit was like a fucking aoe cleave ability basically like Mm -hmm. it was like oh you fucking crit good for you you get to do a bunch of shit because most of the aoe moves they have are underpowered um and and i was also changing the battles you know i was upping the battles to have like more stuff too so it wasn't like they weren't just you know uh what do you call it murder hoboing everything with ease um yeah you know there were like definitely some tough battles that we went through there were things but like the whole time my my fucking brother's bitching about this shit and he's like, oh, the barbarian just does this. He's doing like a fireball. I'm like, first of all, your fireball is like 10, what is it? 10 D six or some shit. I don't even know. Some it's, horrible. It, yeah. Like he's not doing that. He's doing like, he's doing like an extra 2 D six to like every mob in a 10 yard radius. That is not remotely the same thing as a fucking fireball. A that, that's the difference. If you're doing the math at home of uh, six damage versus 30 damage, but gone. Mm. <laughs> um, B, we had multiple encounters where like, I was like, all right, this is going to be this super duper hard encounter because this guy's got this ability, this ability, this ability. He's going to fuck up all the like melee in some way. And the casters are going to have to like run. Like it's going to, okay, great. And then my brother would just be like, I turn it into a mouse. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and then like, and it was shit that we're like, there was no, there was no interpretation that you could fub to make it not because, because basically it would be like monsters. I think we were like level probably, five or six or some shit. And mm-hmm. it was like the monsters didn't have uh, legendary resistance at that level. Yeah. Um, and they didn't have enough hit dice or whatever then, to resist the spell. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. well, it wasn't, um, I forget which one he did. It wasn't a mouse. It was, cause that would be what you're talking about. It was, oh, okay. he levitated it. We had a fucking, um, a gibbering, gibbering, jabber, jabbering, gibber, no, nope, I, I can't help you with this. Some J- kind of jabber walk. No, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a pile of goop with a bunch of eyes and mouths on it. Uh, nope, it's like gibbering, gibbering, mauler, jab, something. Uh, anyway, I'm, okay. Jabberjaw, the I'm shark. I'm going to look this up. 5e, gibbering, <laughs> gibbering mouther. There it is. Oh, gibbering a gibbering mouther. mouther. Why didn't you just say gibbering mouther? Well, I mean, I was pretty close. <laughs> <laughs> so we had, 
We had like You're a gibbering mouther at some lower level where the gibbering mouther was a, a suitable end boss for that session. So it was like a uh -huh. relatively low level. And it's like, a, I think it's a medium sized creature, right? And then you look okay. at the gibbering mouther and the gibbering mouther has like, it's got some AOE fear thing. It has a multi-attack. And then it's got like one ranged ability that's on a recharge of a roll of five or six, right? So whenever okay. it uses, for those of you at home that may not know how this works, when it means when it uses that ability, you've got to roll a five or a six for it to come back, basically. Um, is that, did it's I like say that putting right? it on cooldown. Yeah, yeah no, no, you yeah, got okay. it right. It's on cooldown, and until you get that, until that monster gets that specific roll, he can't use that ability again. Um, so that was its, its only ranged ability was on this recharge. So... I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to be so hard. And then my brother just goes, I levitate it. And I'm like, oh, it did one spit. It tried for five turns to recharge the spit and couldn't. But, yeah, because it was floating. And it literally <laughs> just floated in the air. And my brother was like, <laughs> I shoot ice lances at it. And the archer shoots it. And the melee guys just stood around and danced in a circle. And it just died and couldn't do. It literally could do nothing. And I was like, fuck you forever, bitch. Like, fuck you. And so, and that's, anyway, long story short, our current group, I'm up to like 11. I'm no longer DMing because I'm fucking annoyed and I'm making my friend Kevin do it. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I'm fucking, I'll host, but I'm like, I, I, I need a break. I, you know, and I, and I would go back to DMing already. Sure, uh, sure, sure. But he seems to be having fun, so that's fine. But anyway, I'm playing a paladin. I like the paladin. I'm annoyed at people who complain about playing melee characters and don't like the downsides of melee. That's not where I'm going with this. Like, like if I'm a paladin and, and my problem is that I can't hit you because you're slowing me, well, I picked a fucking paladin. Like, that's my, that, that's my, my problem. That's your stick, yeah. Like, I don't have good ranged attacks. Or, you know, I'm a vengeance one, so I can misty step and do some shit to get around it. But ultimately, once I blow my load, I could potentially get kited. Like, whatever, that's what you have to deal with. I'm not talking about that. I'm not trying to be, like, some overpowered shit. But I'm saying, like, even if I dump, like, I get, like, some crazy crit with my multi-attack, and I dump all of my divine, whatever the fuck they are, divine smites, and they yeah. all crit, and you rule it for, like, the quote-unquote broken raw, which I don't even think is broken because melee is underpowered and people are insane, where, <laughs> where if your melee attack hit, crits, then your divine smite crits, which is how I'm ruling it. Even when I get that, it is not even fucking remotely close to as good as what the casters can do. I am able Just to, at will, right? I am able, yeah. yeah, I am able to do... Basically, I can, like, fuck up one mob once per short rest really hard right i like swear my vengeance oath on it i fucking get advantage i dump my fucking load and everyone's like wow that's impressive and i'm like yeah cool but that's like that's the only thing i can do and meanwhile the casters are just like yeah i'm gonna fireball this dude i'm gonna fucking counterspell this dude i'm gonna polymorph 10 fucking guys and put up a fucking dirt wall that they can't get like no they're fucking overpowered and in my opinion roundabout we're finally back to here Oh, this okay. is this is why I don't this is why I don't agree with D and D requiring or even it being a good idea to always completely adhere to quote unquote the book in all sure. aspects. That's okay. otherwise why are you DMing if you're not going to do cool shit? Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and you should always be doing cool and shit. Do your own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, so the other thing that I really like about Powered by the Apocalypse engine mm -hmm. games compared to Dungeons and Dragons, uh, in D and D, there's a concept called armor class, and if you've got an armor class of twelve, I as the attacker must roll yep. a twelve or higher in order to hit you, right? Which is to say, if I roll an eleven, I don't hit you. If I roll any number less than eleven, except for a one, then I don't hit you. And if I roll a one, then something bad will probably happen to me. Yep. Um, in 
Powered by the Apocalypse Engine games, the the numbers don't quite line up because they use regular six-sided dice instead of a 20-sided die. But uh, in general, you've got like your good success where the thing happens like you intended it to, your middling success where you had a complication, but things generally went your way, and then you've got a failure state. And I yes. I like that flexibility in there on on the yes and sort of thought uh, the concept of improv. So like I agree with that because there's yeah. too harsh of a spectrum. Well, there's yes. not a spectrum. There is no spectrum. No, it's, it's binary. And, and that and that's sort of where it comes to what I was saying. Where like a lot of times your character feels like a blithering fucking idiot. You spend all mm-hmm. this time like putting points into acrobatics, and you want to be a cool, flippy, nimble elf, and yes. then you like go to do something, and the DM's like, "Well, you rolled a one, therefore you like." Turn upside down, all of your Tripped. gear falls out of your pockets, yeah. and your weapon is broken, and you <laughs> don't get to say, and you're just like, holy shit, why is that? So, like, I, I, but I think that's more of a problem of how DMs rule it. They get excited, and they're like, I get to fuck you up with this nat one, when in reality, it should just be like, you fucking miss. You fucking miss. Okay. Unless you were trying to do something ridiculous, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I think, I think maybe what you're getting at is that that game engine tries to curb the human DM's natural tendencies by putting those 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 rules in place to make that uh try to kind of sway them less towards being as harsh and polar well yeah there's a lot of that but they they call it uh failing forwards so in dungeons and dragons uh setting aside fumbles for a second you either hit or you don't hit and it's it's a binary on off expression of whether or not you hit them right yeah 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 setting aside crits and fumbles uh in in uh powered by the apocalypse engine games it's a yes and situation so like Yes, you hit them and you got what you wanted or yes, you hit them and something happened or no, you didn't hit them and something happened. And it failing there, like when when you when you fumble or when you don't get a hit in uh, Dungeons and Dragons, that's pretty much the end of the statement. You rolled an 11. I'm sorry you didn't hit. Yes. And then you move on to the next thought. In this, it's like they try to curb that with multiple attacks in D&D, whereas you're saying yeah, like yeah, the yeah. roll itself is more uh, more of a spectrum. In, in yes, this, yes. Uh, and, and it, yeah. hopefully it gives uh, Dungeon Masters or whatever the, the word is for the game uh, an opportunity to have something exciting happen because that's the whole point of running a game, uh, any tabletop game, is having something exciting happen. Yeah. You, you want there to be a, a, a yes and so that there's something else for them to react to. Like, yeah. not, not only am I fighting this ogre and I didn't hit him, but I'm fighting this ogre and, like, maybe I connected with his leg, but he grabbed me when that happened. And and that's a more interesting if, a, a more interesting hypothetical, because it, it goes on from just the thing didn't happen like I wanted. I agree with that. I think also, though, what that does, and I think you saw this with um, several members of the group when we ran Butts in the Dark. Um, yes. Butts in the Shadow? Butts in the Dark? Butts Blades in the Dark. In the dark Blades yeah. in the Dark. When we ran yeah. it, um, <laughs> you saw a couple people do this, I think, several times throughout the evening, which is that it was too vague for them to be able to go in a direction. Um, yeah, where yeah. it was so vague. You like, I remember you asking me, like, my character. You're supposed to pick a vice in that game, and you, um, whatever your vice is, it's like a thing that you do or uh, a feeling you have. Like, so maybe your vice is you're a fucking drug addict, or maybe you're like a sex addict, or maybe you. My guy's Gamble vice. Or, my guy's vice yep. was that he was basically a KKK member, um, and he needed <laughs> to go to these clan meetings. Uh, in order to in order to satisfy his uh his vice so like in in the game if you accumulate stress by pushing yourself or by you know stressing your character out 
that's another way to that kill your you, character. That you regenerate. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. And, and you regenerate it by sure, sure, device. sure. But, but, the, but the point, yeah. like with with the specific of how that worked, is like when when I was looking at the potential vices, one of them was just the circle of flame parenthetical secret society, and I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. It's a secret society. And then, and then I'm thinking there's like this whole built up backstory about it. And in reality, you're like, oh no, there's absolutely no information. You as the player have to make up that entire thing. And on the one hand, I agree with you. I do think that's kind of cool. And it's kind of, it's freeing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think in this specific example, this is, this is a bad example to win the argument, so to speak for my side right now, because I think in that instance, that is the exact kind of thing that it's neat and good and less bad that that is open-ended because you do just get to be like, well, the circle of flame is like, all of the Aruvians, or not the Aruvians, the Scovelanders got together and they're having rallies. Yeah, that's what I made up. But you could have just as easily yeah. been like, well, the all of the Scovelanders who are in the Circle of Flame are, um, they're, they're, house, they're housekeepers and they, yeah. um, they, they clean people's houses, but they, yeah, but they burn them to down. De-stress. To de-stress. Yeah. yeah, to de-stress. <laughs> Uh, and and that's kind of exciting because you, you got to play it off the cuff. Yeah, and that's neat. But there were other things that it was way more restricted feeling about. Like, for instance, I had no idea at any point what my weapon did. I had a rifle and you could pick a rifle with one box or you could pick a rifle with two boxes. And we were all just like, presumably, if you pick the rifle with two boxes on the little sheet, when you check the rifle, presumably it's a better rifle. And then it was like, I guess, I guess I have a better rifle, I, but I have no idea what kind of damage it does. How it was I also, better. I also, yeah. yeah, I don't know why it was better. I didn't know. I picked um, some points into something called attunement, which is basically like magic proficiency. So I guess the D&D analog of that Kinda, is, yeah. you know, wisdom or charisma or intellect, whatever your spellcasting modifier would be for that class, maybe. Um, that was how it seemed to be. And then it turns out that I didn't have any spells, I guess. So I was like, I, I would, I thought I was gonna have because like when you pick like a ranger in Dungeons and Dragons, you can be like a pure ass archer that doesn't really have spells, or mm-hmm. um, you know, which would be I guess like a fighter with an um, with one of the, the the fighter subclasses. But you could also be an an actual um, is, is it called a hunter in in five years? Is it called a ranger? I think it's called a ranger. I think it's, it's a called ranger. ranger with a subclass of archer. Class. But then even yeah. when you're a subclass of archer, you get spells still. Ranger spells, do, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then you're like, cool. So it, it's it's helpful to know what you can do. And so... That, you like having the guidelines in place, like the bumpers. Yeah, and my, exactly. And my point is not that um, you always need... Because I really disagree with... I, I have played with some DMs that are really straight and narrow about certain things. Things like... Well, you know, stealth and invisibility is always one that annoys me. I, I, try, to, I try to sway people away, to be honest with you, from even playing stealth or invisible type characters um which is mostly stealth because invisibility is like you just get it as a spell because casters are dumb um but if you pick a stealth character i always try to sway like new players from doing that the first time if it's their first time because everybody assumes you're gonna play skyrim or you're gonna play hitman and it's just like no man like you can't be you can't be op and because you can't be op what ends up happening is you you basically are worthless most of the time um, because the logistics of managing stealth as a dungeon master and as a player are frankly a mess. Uh, it's one of the worst things in my opinion about Dungeons and Dragons. It's like you roll for stealth. You're constantly having to re-roll based on the monsters. If you're not having to re-roll, some DMs are like, well, no, you just roll this and then they take it. It's like, okay, but then you're taking the roll and then they get rolls that where they're just shit for an entire map. They get rolls where they're, you know, invisible or people will roll. I've had it be where they roll the high stealth and then it's like, well, you got the high stealth roll, but 
that only means that they just can't see you if you're like 100 feet away. And so basically it always, there's no middle ground where it, it, it works for everyone. It's always either the person playing the stealth character feels like, why did I pick this stealth character? Or the person playing the stealth character is doing things crazily and effectively and everyone else is like, oh my God, they're just being OP. And so I, I honestly just don't think there's a good way to solve stealth until you have a really dedicated party that is dedicated to like respecting the game. And I think in order to respect the game, mm -hmm. um, you need to like learn how to break it first, right? Like you okay. need you need to learn like how to push the boundaries and how the dice rolls work. And that's not fun to do as a stealth character when you're highly over or highly underpowered if you're new, I feel like. Um, okay. I, yeah. I do feel like a lot of that is is the way that Dungeons & Dragons handles combat simulation because they do have a, a clusterfuck of rules about how to handle stealth and invisibility and all that stuff. But if it's open-ended, uh, that's crazy too. How do you handle it if it's totally open-ended? So fun fact, uh, it, I guess it's not really a fact. Um, so I, I, I have a YouTube channel uh, where oh, I, I ran a uh, Powered by the Apocalypse engine game called City of Mist. And City of Mist is kind of like... Did, did you ever watch Static Shock as a kid? Or as uh, a young adult? Is that the one? It's like, Superheroes, it's like the black dude with the dreads Shock, and he's yep. got electrical powers and it was That's on... That's him. Yeah, I, I did yeah. not watch it, but it was like one of the ones that was on uh, in the morning. Like, so, I mean, okay. I, I've yeah, seen yeah, yeah. episodes of it, but I didn't like religiously. You're familiar with the concept. Yeah, okay, yeah, so yeah. like, uh, City of Mist is basically like a, uh, like a noir superhero generator. Um, without getting too deep into it. And all of the characters are like, legendary heroes or legendary concepts or whatever. So one of the players in my group is a leprechaun. So they're, they're channeling the essence of being a leprechaun. And okay. the way that she interpreted that was that her character could turn invisible, right? Or make yes. certain things invisible. And so there's a dice roll in there that I can't remember off the top of my head because it's been about a year and a half since I played, but uh, there's a dice roll in there for her turning on her invisibility power. And when she did that, I would let her dice roll impact the way that the rest of the scene played out insofar as it was like driving the plot or interesting. And so if she made like a really good roll, she was invisible. Or if she made like a partial success, then she would be mostly invisible or maybe her pants were visible. Or if she failed, then she wouldn't know that she wasn't invisible until it was too late. Or like it would, it would go out at just the wrong time. Sure. But only insofar as it drove the plot. And I feel like that's something that Powered by the Apocalypse Engine games give you a little bit more freedom in. Because in Dungeons & Dragons, you can't say that a character is suddenly visible when they used to be invisible until it was, like, narratively exciting. Um, I think you can. I think everything you just said, yeah, it doesn't have anything to do with d and I'm not going to lie. I, I think it has entirely to do with what you want to rule as the DM. I think you have just as much freedom in it. I mean, you can say so. Like, how do you, how do you mean you can't say they're no longer invisible? You can easily just be like, "Hey, you're not invisible right now." Why yeah, can't you say you, that? You can do that, but that there's no hard rule. Read is written in the in the source material is, that says that. This is that. what we're getting back to because you're one of those yes. guys that reads when you see all the rules, you don't want to break them. That's no, why I, I, I do want, feel that way because because you, you read the other ones them. and they're open. Yeah, yeah. You see that the other the rules. Are, <laughs> yes, right. You're following in. Okay, okay. No, yes. No, 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 no. In you're, both you're games, you're following the rules, right? Yeah. It's just in yeah. one game the rules are like, hey, the rules are open, and the other game it says, here are the rules. And be, but but for me, I see those rules, and I just think that's a good rule. That's a bad rule. It's like uh, you know when it's 
12 a.m. and you sit at a red light for like <laughs> okay, but for like a it, minute, and you're like, "This is no, this is stupid. I'm gonna go." And I if someone pulls wait. you over, <laughs> I have there never may, run a red light or a stop sign in my life. There may be some it, other variables. <laughs> if it's four in the morning and I am dying of sleep deprivation, and there's no police, and it's in this tiny oh, subdivision, and there's a stop sign, and I could just blitz it, and I know I can see with my eyes. I don't. Okay, let me no be clear. Stop. I do not ever blitz it because that is that's always bad. I will. I am always when I'm driving on the highway and no one's around me. I put my blinker on every single time. That's yeah, because you should. That's a safety. <laughs> that's a safety thing. So okay. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying I don't fucking like blaze through. I don't mean that. But when you pull up to a stop, stop light, sign, a stop there, light, a stop, sign. stop yeah, signs irrelevant because I'm going to stop, stop at a stop light. sign regardless, right? Yes. The stop uh, signs irrelevant. I'm going to stop and do that no matter what. But at a stop uh, light, and it's like five minutes, and you're just sitting there, and it's 12 a.m., and you've been sitting there. For like a minute and a half, there's literally no one. I'm going. Marsh, Marshall and Laclede Station Road. There's a light right there that I always used to drive back. Uh, it's over there by Deer Creek Plaza. I would take that route back uh, coming from my friend's house, and I would be done playing video games at like 3 in the morning. Yeah. And I would stop at that light and think, I could run this. And then I would never do it. <laughs> and I still have never. Over there at Marshall and Laclede Station Road. This is This is perfect. This is so perfect, though, because this is exactly what I started on when we went into this conversation. And this is, I think, I, I don't know. It, um, I think this is a problem that I have noticed with a lot of people where they are just, yeah, they're afraid to be like, no, nah, we're going to do this. I don't see the problem with that as long as you're as long as you're open about it, right? Sure. With, with your partner. Sure, you should be. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it, it it's um uh, this is an excellent offshoot into um into polygamy if we want to go there since we're talking about being open <laughs> with your partner. <laughs> of all of the words, I had not expected that one. No. We now tell me about polygamy. No. I'm 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 done with tabletop for Look, man, tell as, me. as long as everybody's on the same page, I'm good to go, right? Like, you know, if everybody's on the same page. Everyone's consenting adults. Yeah, yeah you okay. do you. It's 2020. But you know, like that's <laughs> it's 2020. We're in Utah. It's, it's you're good. <laughs> no, but like, I mean, I do think I do think it's it's the same concept though, right? Like, like as long as everybody knows what's going on and everybody's like, yeah, that's everyone sounds agrees good. to it, everyone you consents. Know, do it up. And, and so it's like, yeah, yeah and so Say what, you know, okay, look, for this session or for this group of sessions or this this entire adventure, we're going to rule blah things differently and we're going to see how it goes, right? Sure. Um, you know, kind of like sometimes sometimes you try the other, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now tell me. No, no, no. Wait, when I try what? <laughs> um, I shouldn't have said polygamy. I should have said polyamory. Polyamory is much polyamory, better, sure. better and good than than polygamy. Polygamy is much worse and less defensible. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Utah. Sorry yeah, to well, all of our yeah. listeners in Utah. Well, poly- polyamory is really the. Pro- I mean, that's like that is everyone being I, on the same that's page. What you Polygamy meant. is yeah. definitively not everyone on the same page. So yeah, I, I, I misspoke. But uh, retroactively, hopefully, the users understand what I meant. Anyway, I've got to go see my forty wives in a couple minutes. So we. Gotta this up. <laughs> yeah, we'll see um, if we can wrap this up. Yeah, yeah, no. and, I, and I satisfy all of them, and it's totally not in my favor. All forty of them. <laughs> they, <laughs> I'm just. I'm just I'm just that good. We're supposed to be talking about butts and <laughs> sadness, not butts and like happiness and 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 completion. Well, and you know, we've, fulfillment. We're, we've got a uh, we're about uh, 30, 40 minutes, 40 minutes in at this point. OK, and so yeah. there's enough alcohol that the sadness has just gone out the window. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm done with my my coffee and whiskey here. So we got to close I'm this good. up. Let's, Goddamn. Yeah. Um, no, um, let, let me let me tell you the inverse of what you said at, at the end of our session last night. So we we were playing Blades in the Dark and we finished and everyone wrapped up. I thought it was going to be a one shot. We might come back and play another. 
we and if you don't know what a one shot means, that just means that we we set out to play this one thing and We're then it be could done be in done. one session. Yes. So at the end of we everything, didn't miss our I, chance to blow. Right. Yes. We the opportunity came once in this life. So uh, I asked, does anyone have any questions, comments, or concerns? And will the the open person that he is, uh, uh, <laughs> with, without any manner of filter, <laughs> says, uh, "I don't give. I don't see why I wouldn't just fucking play D anD D." Yeah. Um. Because like I. <laughs> And and here's how dare here's, you assume I dropped an f bomb in that statement? That's completely, no, you did. That's you completely did say, uncharacteristic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Uh, and and I said uh, because like there there's a certain freedom of uh, like a collaborative effort and like a, a freedom of restriction empowered by the apocalypse engine games compared to Dungeons and Dragons. So my my response to that, my inverse of the statement is. Mm. If you're gonna just break all the rules and like take and pick and choose what you want, I don't see why you would play D and D when there are other systems. Like you would love Dungeon World. Man, Dungeon I World is. Uh, I don't know if I can. I know with that though. I know, and, and you don't have to because that's, it's that's, like that's writing fine. to me. I think the rules are good because if you don't know where to go, the rules are an excellent way to explain. If you don't know how to, if, if you if you can't write good, then you need to learn some rules of of writing. Um, but then once you kind of know them, you're just fucking throwing that shit out the window. Yeah, you can do whatever it, you want. If it makes sense. To me, that's, I don't feel that way about D&D at all. The rules do not feel like a prison to me. They, they feel don't like, feel restrictive to no, you. No, they you feel, don't. You don't feel like you owe the rules. I don't owe them the shit. I, the rules help me if I don't know what to do, how to do something, how something works. And then the more experience you gain, just like, I think writing is an excellent um, example, if I might jack myself off here a little bit um the it's it's the same way that the the more you know about it the better you get at it the more you can be like all right like i'm just gonna fucking do some other shit over here because i think that it works um and if it doesn't work it's whatever you're then you you scrap that you scrap that and you revise it and you you do something you should you should do that because you're trying to build a fun experience a compelling experience for you and your players right and yes and i will say that i did hear that feedback from most of the players who weren't my brother uh, <laughs> during during our session about how they did have fun doing it and how they they had felt restricted by other Good. sessions. Good. Be- because that means that you're doing Dungeons and Dragons and compelling and that works for your group. Yes. You, you are being an effective dungeon master and that's exactly what you should be doing. And the fact that you're using D&D isn't holding you back and, and that's great. That's wonderful. You're doing it right. Yeah, sure. For, for me, I, I don't see why I would use specifically Dungeons and Dragons when I can accomplish the same goals with other systems? Because you're being a selfish asshole. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're, if I just fell on my is, sword and let everybody else run. Uh, not not run it, but no, but um, this, is the, um, this is the Dunning-Kruger thing that we always get into about fighting games. With you. <laughs> it's the yeah. same thing because, because for, for, you, for you, it's like, well, I can do whatever I want anyway. Why wouldn't I just go play Marvel and do weird freeform corner mix-ups that kill my entire Yeah, yeah. And the answer to that is because nobody wants to play that shit, Alex. <laughs> You're the only motherfucker that wants to play that shit. Nobody wants to follow you there. Shut the fuck up and play Street Fighter, you fucking weirdo. That's the answer. And, and you can see that from if you get a group of Marvel players together and yeah. you guys, you guys want to have a fucking Skullgirls Circle night. Yeah. You want to Skullgirls, yeah. you want to do whatever. Be my fucking guest, but don't waltz into gen chat and be like why the fuck doesn't anybody want to play play a skull you know? with me and cross my arms so, so and yeah like like i think um okay. uh your girlfriend and to a lesser extent jeff and Susie um 
are, are were all at points I could see where they, they were kind of confused about the system. And I don't want to speak sure. for everybody too much because maybe some people did enjoy it more than it looked like they they were enjoying it to me. But um, not that like, you know, you know, I think, no, 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 I think no, no. everybody it's, it's had fine. like a good time. But I yeah. think that the confusion of it is an um, it's a mental burden that kind of prevents people from wanting to jump into it. And I can definitely relate to that. It's why I, okay. It's why I do tutorials and stuff the way that I do, because I think that's the hardest thing about getting into something. So, that, and that doesn't mean you can't play it, but I think what <laughs> you don't understand as a person is like, I think you pick up some of that stuff a lot easier than most people that I know. You're like innately good at, um, I, I think system mechanical things, um, yeah. like how things work. Um, uh, which is always interesting because we'll circle around to the whole discussion where I'm less good at all those things than people think that I am. And what I'm actually good at is explaining them. And the only reason <laughs> that I can't explain them is because I'm such an idiot that I have to teach my <laughs> idiot self how to understand them, which is why I can explain it to other people. You're not that. You're like a genius no. that can't communicate. So I like you, wizard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're a wizard. Right. Yeah, 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 exactly. So like, you know how to like yeah. cast all the spells and people are like, how do you do that? And you're like, I fucking snap my fingers and fire comes out, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, what do yeah. you, what I don't, yeah, exactly. So I think that is the, the element that you're missing. I don't think it means yeah. you can't play the them or, you shouldn't, or that you shouldn't play them. But I think sure. um, we, we did that during the character creation. I spent intentionally knowing that it was a new kind. I, 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 this is me being, I told you so and an asshole, especially, but, but I knew based on, based on you being you and based on it being a new tabletop, I was like, unless everybody has played this game before, everyone's going to be as confused or more confused than I am. And when I started looking at it an hour before our session on my own to see like how confusing I thought it was, and I yeah. DM'd you in Twitter like a hundred times asking you <laughs> questions. I was like, there is absolutely no way anybody's going to understand this. We're going to take an hour and a half to go through this character creation process. Trying to understand it. And yeah. that's not a fault of anything you did, right? Like, no, no, no. There's no. nothing. Well, it's I just, could have done it better, but. Well, yeah. sure, but that's not really the point. Yeah. The point is not that, because even if you had done it as good as you could have done it, it would have still been confusing because picking up a new engine, even though conceptually, conceptually Much easier. it's similar. Yeah. yeah um, it, it's different enough where it's like, oh, well, in D&D, you roll 1d20, and that's your attack. And in this game, it's like you roll... Yeah. Skirmish, one, or one maybe hunt. Per thing, but then you've got, yeah, you've got stress and then points, I'm gonna make, and you've got all yeah. these different... And, and so for you, you're like, well, Skullgirls is just like uh, Street Fighter. You got this mechanic. And With like bursts. This mechanic, <laughs> yeah. And there's a burst, and like, right. So, yes, yes, so stay with <laughs> yeah. me. A normal human is like, what the fuck is a burst? And then their brain turns off. That's what a normal human does. Okay. Their okay. brain turns off and they're like, I am incapable of accepting new information because I don't know what a burst is. Meanwhile, you're like 500 feet down the road like, hey, weren't those bursts? Come cool? on, guys. Those <laughs> cool. Follow me. Follow me on this. Yeah, exactly. So I think okay. that's like, so, and, and you know, first time sessions are always a pain, but I think yes. that's why you are the kind of person who picks up lots of different things that are similar uh, more so than a lot of people that I know. I think you find that very easy, and I, th I think it's similar even with the tabletops. Yeah. Yes? You're a um, wizard. You're a wizard. Yeah, I am a wizard, Harry. Um, okay, <laughs> so so let me make a case. Uh, in general, I, I think uh, since we've got the COVIDs going on, the COVIDs. coronavirus, yep. yeah, uh, I think this is, a, if you haven't understood from our passionate discussion, uh, I, I think both of us would say that now is a good time to pick up tabletop RPGs, because it's it, you can do it very yeah, easily with Roll20 you know, or Discord. This, or, uh, this, this this pass, this sales pitch, I guess, but yeah, but, but like we should though, because yeah. like it, it's a lot of fun. Um, and depending on who you ask, there's a lot of room for like collaborative storytelling, which is going to be great for your social aspect as well as your like creative aspect. And you're probably cooped up and growing your They're own super uh, containment social. beard. 
the the idea they're super social the game the tabletop yeah, games they the, are the idea by, the, by the shitty like um stereotype of like weird anti-social nerd playing dnd is like the ah, most if anything that's like me because i do get drained from the social aspect of it and like that's yes. another thing i run into with my groups where they're like let's play every fucking week and i'm like no no i, need, I have to sleep yeah leave me alone <laughs> yeah. no like i would they're like oh you don't want to play i'm like no i do just not that fucking often not today. like, like yeah. yeah um but but for people who are super extroverted you know quote unquote normal non-nerd human I actually think D&D is like fantastic for them. I, I, I'm always trying they, to get my non-nerd yeah. friends into it for that exact reason. It's extremely social. Like yeah. it drains the shit out of me as an introvert. <laughs> it's extremely social. <laughs> uh, so I, I think Will would make the case that uh, Dungeons and Dragons is a great place to go. And honestly, like the starter kit, I think most of it is available for free online. And if How you Google you it, it is. That's what I would say. Yeah, what I'm evidence well, do you have that that's You literally I- told me yesterday... <laughs> Why would I play any game that isn't that's, fucking Dungeons and Dragons? That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so Will would pitch that to you. Uh, there's a starter kit available online. You don't have to go outside. You don't have to go to your local comic book shop and Dungeons get, and uh, Dragons uh, is Smash or Street Fighter. Yeah. Everybody knows it, what it is. It, it it's is Street Fighter Four, probably. But but yeah. it, we, we can address that in a second. Uh, there's a bunch of games if you're afraid of rules and and you want a more social collaborative sitting around a campfire having a good laugh experience and you don't have any weird shaped dice uh any of the powered by the apocalypse engine games are a lot of fun will check out dungeon world when you get the chance because it's more dnd than i'm making it out to be dungeon world it's a powered by the apocalypse engine game that still has ac and hit point um there's monster of the week which is like a uh, buffy the vampire simulator which i really regret not having forced you at gunpoint to play I uh, would so, definitely check that out. That sounds very intriguing. I, I've run that before. I'm very comfortable with the system. I'll make you do it. We'll we'll have a great time. Maybe we'll stream. We'll All right. It. Uh, City of Mist is a lot of fun. That's that's beside the point. So there's a bunch of games that are powered by the apocalypse. You can look over. They've got like starter kits online that you're just able to pick up and play. Uh, there's also the Trail of Cthulhu that you mentioned earlier, yes. uh, which has a totally different feel. And I'm just about to start. Uh, it sort felt of more like horror one. mystery to me than it is those things. Yeah. yeah. And like from a from a dungeon master perspective, and I would be interested. Like you didn't want to fight if you could if you could help it most of the time because the Lovecraftian monsters will just kill you. Yes. Yeah. Like you just get um, the fuck out if you can. Yeah. Basically. Leave, please, yeah. or you'll lose your life or your sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I would be interested to see you run one of those type sessions, a, a Trail of Cthulhu spe- specifically, because it's a lot more forgiving than that's, Call of Cthulhu. That's tough because I think I do enjoy combat, to be honest. But I, I yeah. get the appeal of less combat-oriented ones at the same time. I do understand can, that that need. You can do what's called a pulp uh, Trail of Cthulhu uh, run and still get everything that you're looking for. It, it still has the combat to it. Uh, we, we can talk about that later. Uh, but that, for me, is more compelling than Dungeons & Dragons or differently compelling. Because as a dungeon master, you have to write out like what clues are at the crime scene where the, the mm. horrific shit happens. And that's like a lot of fun. And I feel like where I get most of my role playing in. And at the end of the day, that's when I'm having my most fun is when I get to do a bunch of character voices and act like a bunch of different people. Yeah, uh, I uh, I was not ready for your your Jersey deli employee <laughs> accent. Yeah. It's it's I, I've, I've got a handful of them. All right. Accents. Yeah. Right. So we'll, we'll come back and play. All my voices are just like game. bad Scottish accents or very high pitched girly voices. You know, I, you know, I don't do the, the hype. Well, <laughs> I, I don't do down. the. 
<laughs> Everybody knows about those. <laughs> Everybody knows about up and down. Um, but yeah, like it, it's a great time. Uh, do do pick up the the biggest barrier to entry on a tabletop RPG. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like you'll agree is uh, finding someone willing to dungeon master. And it's a really rewarding experience, especially if you're making everybody else. It is. Uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate, though, and say that it is also an extremely draining experience because you do end up <laughs> you end up being the scheduler, the one that's yes. prodding to trying and scheduling as a motherfucker. Um, Team leader, I, I think yeah. most of. Yeah, exactly. Most of the hard part of being a dungeon master is not actually being a dungeon master. It like like actually like um, deciding what monsters go where um running a campaign I, I think for me i always had an easier time building campaigns than following existingly written ones uh that's something uh, you know as a person you can decide for yourself you um, find out some, some people own. find one or the other easier I, I find it much easier to write my own story and make my own dungeon than i do to follow an existing one it just helps me remember it it's kind of how my brain works that goes back yeah, to yeah. how i'm an idiot and that's why i'm good at teaching people things um i have no attention span and can't learn from others um but <laughs> but if i if i do something on my own it, it helps me remember but anyway um that part's easy the annoying part yeah is like dealing with the the weird qualms that come up about people's freaking infighting about how their characters work or when people are available or aren't available getting people to agree to doing a specific thing like that stuff is far harder uh than and so that's not to say to scare you away from doing it but it's more to say i think the thing people it's are something scared to consider the thing well it's something to consider i think but it's also i do also think it helps with i think people are scared of the opposite they're scared of the thing that's actually easy they're scared of like knowing the rules you just yeah, shit up. that's comparatively you're playing easy. with a bunch of dicks, you know, and I, yeah. I, I kind of shit on my brother this entire podcast about it. You know, he, he's not a fucking <laughs> asshole. It's not like he was just coming out of the woodwork every five seconds. Um, you know, most of the time, if you're playing with people, they're going to be supportive. They just might agree or disagree with particular decisions that you're making. Um, and, that and, is and that's a function of to, it being social. Yes, um, but yeah. you will be the one that decides that. I think that is a key difference being a dungeon master versus like, well, I guess it's kind of similar to being a host of a party. But it's like, yeah. you know, you're having a bunch of your friends over and you've got that one fucking bitchy friend who's like, I don't like orange soda. And you're like, look, motherfucker, everybody wants orange soda. Everybody enjoys it's what drinking. I bought. Everybody enjoys yeah. drinking orange soda. It's what we have. And they're like, man, you know, so, like, I guess what I'm getting at is like, you do have to deal with that aspect of it. But the um, the creative aspect of it, I think, is a lot less intimidating than people make it out. To yeah. Be. yeah. I, I agree with your assessment. And, and, and it is rewarding, especially when it goes well. Yeah. Well, and like you mentioned a handful of things. One of them was like corralling all of the people. Yep. Uh, and one of the other things that you had mentioned was physically scheduling, which under normal circumstances would be really hard, except that it's coronavirus outside. Sure. So yeah, it's, it's very easy now. to get everybody's schedule this couple of weeks. Yeah. 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 Play tabletops, kids. Got no, you. seriously. It, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I'm I'm going to run just like everything until I go blind because I, I don't suffer the same uh, uh, debilitating uh, weakness after running a session that I think you do. No, no, this is why we've talked about this. This is why you are an extrovert and I am an introvert. I am drained by other no. humans. Other humans vampirically suck my life force out of me and I lament them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for, um, but it's fortunate because you just have so much life force for the rest of us to suck at. Oh man, I know. But then I just, <laughs> then I get all angry at everyone. Did you see, I, I tweeted something earlier where I was complaining about, I compared extroverts during the, uh, the isolation to the zombies from World War Z just crawling into my DMs like I was expecting <laughs> to have all this fun isolated. And then A2, nah. A2 gave me shit as A2 is wont to do. 
Um, Good old day too. Yeah, and he was like, "Boo hoo! Everyone loves me, oh, even though I'm an asshole." Me. And I was like, "Yeah, it's it's exhausting. You're it's irritating, wrong. despite your best efforts. Everybody <laughs> likes you. Despite, yeah. yeah, despite my best efforts." <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we're coming up on an hour, though. I think we're pretty uh, end-capped, though, unless you've got any other things you want to finish up on for this episode. Do you want to talk about butts? The butts are always on the horizon. Please Please give give an update. Yeah, no, so last last podcast, uh, you told (laughs) us about uh, the right as the coronavirus was striking. Uh, you you messaged a girl and then she did not yet message you back. Please update us because I was there for the stream, but I, I know that not all of our viewers were. And also, I want an update. Well, have you gotten a response? You're going to be disappointed um, because I'm because I'm tindering while not being a woman. So I have <laughs> I have I have no good news for you. She she likes my mess. Okay, here's the deal. I messaged this chick. She's got an amazing profile. I'm like super interested. And I message her. She doesn't say shit to me for I don't even know. It was like a week or some shit. It was seriously a week. Yeah, it was. Yeah, until it was like, like a week or a week and a half two days ago. It, yeah. And then we were all playing Grand Blue in Discord the other day, and I'm like, ah, shit, I got a Tinder notification. I'm like, oh, shit, it's the girl who is cute and has a great profile, and I'm super interested in, even though I've never spoken to her before, uh, because that's very healthy, and don't criticize me about it. So anyway, I, I'm like, <laughs> oh, cool, oh, cool. What's the notification? And um, and it's just that she she just clicked like. She just clicked like on my message. She took like nine days to click like just on a to, message. Just to read my message and be like, oh, like. Yes. Nice. I enjoyed this. And so then I'm like, we're playing Grambling. I'm like, what the fuck, guys? I'm like, all right, I can't play hard to get with this chick because she has way too cool of a profile. I'm way yeah, too interested. Clearly everyone's on I'm her. way too interested in this in, in this chick. I'm sure everyone else is too. So I can't do that. So I just have to message her even though, like, I'm pretty sure she's not going to send me a message. because I, So I, I was waiting after she hit like. I was waiting for her to, like, send a fucking message. Ha ha, yes. Ha ha, tiki, Let's meet yes. up. Or, or anything. <laughs> LOL. Anything at all. And it was like fucking an hour went by. We're playing Grand Blue. I'm like, this chick is not messaging me. She's not going to message me. She straight up opened her phone, saw my message, clicked like, and then went about her fucking day. So I'm like, fuck. In COVID. Fuck, I got to send this chick a message. So then I sent her a message, and she still hasn't fucking said shit to me. <laughs> Damn. Maybe, maybe, in, maybe Damn. in five days she'll click like without you saying got, anything. You got like eight more days, man. I'm done. Like, I, I, I got, am I done? It's It's unfortunate. Like, it's not even like, it's not like she's just like attractive, like right. She's yeah, got, yeah. She's got a lot of boxes checked on this profile. She has an amazingly crafted profile. She broke all the right rules. She followed the, the rules. You know, it's it's well it's well written. She's search engine optimized. Well written, and I'm just like yeah. fuck. But yeah, I'm fucked. So anyway, I'm uh, I'm simping over a chick I've never met in my entire life. She's stringing me along by clicking like once a week to messages that I send her, and uh, I am a pathetic waste of existence. I'm going to die alone. Infected with Corona <laughs> and my cat will eat me and no one will know that I've gone because I will have no contact. So, uh, yeah, that's the update. That's the update. I'm so glad I asked. Hey, Thank you. Hey, we made it to the sadness part of butts. And we sadness. did. Yeah. Butts and sadness. All just right. as prescribed. What a wonderful note to end on. Uh, don't kill yourselves out there in Corona. Play tabletop land. RPGs. Play tabletop RPGs instead. Uh, I've been Metal Music Man. And I've been Professor Lex. And we will catch you guys next time. Peace.